Joining me in the Room Podcast this Wednesday night is Chris and Pat Shigoli. Did I say that right, gentlemen? You, you got it. I nailed it. I've been practicing all day, man, on that, man. So, I, I mean, I've heard your name quite a few. I've been at a few tournaments in New England, um, and I didn't shut my sound off here, but we do have sound. Just to let you know, guys, can you see that? That's you. You're live. Hey. I, lo I love when a plan comes together. So anyway, guys, I know your name just by uh, seeing you at the Enigma tournaments, getting to know you there. Uh, welcome to the Room Podcast for the first time, gentlemen. Uh, glad to have father and son on. Pleasure to be here. It looks nice in there. Yeah, thank you. Dude, I mean, if you didn't live too far, it's a really nice, cozy spot. I got like three seats on the other side of the desk. I mean, maybe next time you guys... Well, you're going to be coming down again soon, Chris. So maybe you guys can come and hang in here, uh, you know, yeah. you know, a couple hours before the event. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But That'd be awesome, yeah. Um, guys, happy holidays and welcome to the Room Podcast. Happy Thank holidays you. to you too. Thank you for having us. So uh, you just trained. Uh, had seven to eight uh, class. Is this uh, a class that you instructed, Chris, or was this just a, a, a whole rolling kind of uh, – Free for all tonight. So actually, we had a little closed session with one of our members, uh, Brian Kelleher. He's uh, yeah. I don't know if you know Brian, but he has a fight coming up in January. So we did a session with all the coaches and him, just uh, game plan for his fight. And then we went into fundamentals. Um, actually, that uh, Dylan teaches that. You remember Dylan? Yes. Yeah, he uh, he Dylan, teaches fundamentals during the week. Dylan Garofalo, right? Yeah. Yeah, I practiced that today too, folks. Where's my, where's my camera? I, I never look. I'm looking at the wrong cameras all the time. So, um, Chris, you're an instructor there, correct? H yeah. How long have you been working or just been rolling at uh, 10th Planet in Long Island? So I started as a student maybe three, four years ago, and I've been instructing since uh, October, last October. And is that when you first started jiu-jitsu too, when you walked into those doors? No, so I walked in, I started at 10th Planet when I was getting ready for EBI. Um, this was EBI 17, it was the first EBI they had combat in. So I was actually at another gym, and I wanted to add in some cross-training sessions, and I went to 10th Planet. And then when I got back from EBI, I made the decision to join 10th Planet, just because when I was in um, San Diego for EBI, I just saw all the other 10 planets and the camaraderie they had and how much they supported each other. And I was just like, you know what? That's looks like it's something that's helping people reach that high level. And I made the, I made the choice to switch to 10 planet. Excellent. Um, as far as jujitsu in general, how long, how many years has it been? Uh, almost nine since 20, all right. 2014. Yeah. All right, and your son is how old? How old are you, Pat? 15, 16? You 16 yet? Uh, 15. I turn 16 next year. So, I mean, when you started uh, rolling, uh, uh, Chris, were you in, were you, you know, were you athletic football, anything as far as a kid growing up? So, I, I, was, in a, I was in a gym weightlifting, trying to lose weight. And one morning after doing treadmill, I, I, I go to leave the gym, and some MMA fighters tell me about the program they're starting. It was uh, Extreme Couture. Uh, MMA. So Randy Couture had affiliations throughout the nation. And I was like, you know, man, I'm just looking to lose weight. I'm not really like into MMA. Then he was like, listen, it's $18 more a month and you get the whole program. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll try it. And I saw submission wrestling on the schedule. 
and I had wanted to wrestle in high school, but they removed the program. So I went to try that out thinking it was wrestling and it was jujitsu and I, and I dropped weights and cardio and then I just started doing jujitsu, lost weight, more weight a lot quicker and never stopped. Yeah, I mean, you had it all in one. You didn't have to weight lift. You got everything in just that yeah. that that first day. You felt the best, uh, you know, the best gains of your life, right? All the pain, everything. Um, I've, I mean, I'm old now. Um, you're probably, I wouldn't say right behind me, but you're a dad of, uh, you know, a yeah. 15 year old there. So, I rolled. I mean, you know, I did it for like a couple of years. Uh, you know, on and off, but every week it would be, you know, a new pain, a new, uh, you know, a good pain though, because I knew I worked, right. but there'd be a couple of times when I got folded up like uh, an accordion and it, you know, my body wasn't ready for that, but you know, it gets your body ready for the next time because the next time when it happened, I already, already, you know, them muscle or whatever, it already felt that, uh, that trauma or that, that pressure. So, you know, you get used to it, man, but I, I can't imagine nine years rolling and uh, having that all the time. I mean, well, now you're doing it to other people, you know. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I stopped training, I started getting old aches and pains. Like you said, di different kinds of aches and pains. I had like really bad case of sciatica a couple of years back. And um, just like jujitsu and like some certain stretching and recovery that our instructor um, showed me really helped that out. Like I... I, I I feel like I train as part of my as part of my recovery as well. Like I need to I need to stay active and stay mobile, you know. Well, we're gonna get to your son here because Chris, when uh, I first met you, uh, it was, you know, watching you. I think it was maybe the first Enigma tournament. Uh, it might yeah. have been the first or second one. Uh, your son wasn't in it, but he was on the sidelines. I had no idea that was your son. I thought it was just a team member. Could have been a cousin. I had no idea that was you. You were old enough to have a son like that. So I was like, awesome, awesome. Uh, you put on a show. I remember, you know, Connor Barry. Uh, you, I don't think he had lost a, a, a grappling match. I had interviewed him for like five years, or uh, you know, I could be exaggerating, but it'd been a while since he lost the jiu-jitsu match, and he was a, you know, a fan favorite, a friend of uh, Christos, and on, you know. Yeah. And then you came in there and, and you beat him. And then, you know, competitive there, you guys got a, a, a you know, was it a, um, a combat jiu-jitsu uh, fight going. You came back, you won that 2-0, and oh, and now you just came back for another one. And you won again. But yeah. uh, let's get to this kid because, like I said, I didn't even know you were old enough to have a son. I had no idea this kid was, like, slaughtering, uh, you know, grown men for a living. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pat, uh, I know I had a small interview with you on your last, uh, you know, your last event for Enigma, dude. How did you and what age did you get into it? And was it just? I mean, you've had a, been in it, you know, not too far from you. How long have you been doing it? Uh, a little bit less than him. I think like eight and a half, nine. Coming Jesus, up. wait a minute. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my god. So you gotta, you got in it right away with him. My God, yeah. I'm thinking dad's like leaps and bounds ahead and stuff like that. Because we're gonna get into a couple of things uh, as far as you guys in competition and stuff like that. But that's a friggin' amazing, Chris. I mean, how do you keep that bottled up? I mean, this kid's. I mean, it's bad enough my kid can't fight himself out of a paper bag, but I'm still afraid he's going to kick my ass someday because he's just growing and, you know, big. How do you bottle that up and keep that? From, you, <laughs> Listen, know, you know what I did, mean? He did finishers a couple weeks ago, 
and he took out a purple belt that was definitely he was heavier than you. Yeah, a little bit bigger. And two black belts, one of them IBJJF uh, multiple time multiple time champion. But I'm always gonna have that little edge on him and that confidence factor because. In the gym, I mean, what was it, Tuesday? <laughs> I think I passed his guard in like seven seconds and armbarred him. Like, I really should be telling these black belts and fights, I, I should take money from them to tell them what to do to beat them. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get onto Instagram because I think um, I did, uh, you know, I did copy a video, but I think it's better that I, I go right to Instagram and look for that. Is that on his page or your page? Um, well, matches. Yeah, your matches. My matches are on my page. I think, well, I have uh, Tenth Planets up right now. Let me just look through that real quick. Let people uh, see it just so uh, everyone can see and how to get in touch with it. Um, I know I watched a, a lot of stuff on here. I mean, Tenth, let me let me just tell you about Tenth Planet and how I'm um, how I know about it is just Eddie Bravo. Yeah. And, you know, him with, when he started his uh, EBI tournaments, I've always been a fan of, Eddie Bravo, Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan used to talk about Eddie constantly and, you know, not, not putting two and two together, you know, studying um, Eddie and seeing what he did and shot kind of the jiu-jitsu community. And then, I mean, he's just a fucking, he's, you know, he's just a crazy dude. So, of yeah. course, he's going to get people that love him. But what he started, now I'm showing um, Pat's, uh, Pat's stuff right here. Um, this is what I'll get to right here. We'll get the dirt on right now since we're talking about you guys at the same level or whatever or you submitting. Pat, um, you two guys had, didn't you guys fight the same gentleman? Oh, um, oh, Emil. Emil, yeah. Yeah, Emil Fisher. Now, did did what, did what you lose against him, Pat, and your son won? Or do, like, how did that work out? So I fought Emil back in like 26. 17, 18, it was a Grappling Idiots show in uh, Brooklyn. It was their first event. And um, we were one of the main, we were one of the features cards. I was still a purple belt at the time. Emil was a brown belt. And um, yeah, we were in 50-50 and he caught me with an Ioki lock, with, which at that time I wasn't even familiar with. And now it's one of my favorite moves. Um, and then um, Pat fought him at Sogi and took him out. How many years later? I would say like three. No shit. Like building up to that, you know, building up to that match. What the hell was going on in the gym? It's redemption. It's like fucking my son gets to go in there and, uh, you know, take care of business, man. And oh my God, what was that like? Well, it was, so this is the funny thing. It was a same day event. So the winners of each bracket got into an absolute. So we didn't know ahead of time that yeah. he wouldn't even get to fight a meal. But when that match happened, I had to just sit to the side and, like, I made sure to stay away from the timekeeper and the OT counter because I didn't want to be involved at all with the when they announced the winner. But Pat beat him on ride time. But you could tell him how you felt going into the match because Pat's, Pat's, um, Pat's idea in fighting him is totally different than what I had. Like, I was protecting my feet because this is, like, a, a big leg locker guy. Pat's um, idea was a little bit different. So you can explain, like, why you... Um, Approach it differently than me. Well, bef I think it was the day before he told me, like, each of the, like, they were the main event, Emil versus uh, Diego Santos. Santos. Yeah. And they were going to be in the absolute. And I just told him, like, if I, like, win my division, I definitely want to fight Emil. 
and when I won my division beforehand, I was like, oh, I definitely got that like match now. And, like, just like seeing his leg locks, just like I know I I have good leg lock defense, and I know he wouldn't catch me. And I didn't expect him to have good leg lock defense as well. So it was just like a more back and forth match. And like as the time like went further, it was like a ten minute match. I just like came up on top and just focused on like passing and like upper body because I didn't really I only see like him get submitted with like upper body submissions against like Keith or like Ed Zapatero. I just saw him like arm bars and like rear naked chokes. So I was just like game planning for like OT and more like the end of the match. And then I won on ride time with the fastest uh, escape. Look, I'm a, I'm a father. It's like my son ever did, like, you know, what went through your mind when that happened, Chris? Like, what's going on? Like, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, pre- not, I mean, he's a kid. I mean, he doesn't know, yeah. I don't know, you know, I mean, he's been at it a long time, but the, pre- I mean, pressure's not, like, the pressure that was on his opponent. Like, oh my God, I got right. this. I mean, how old were you then? I mean, was it me? Yeah, I thought he was still fourteen. Yeah, yeah I'm like, a god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there's a video that Pat posted after he wins and they announce him for OT, and uh, it's probably what it's probably one of my favorite videos because everyone comes up to congratulate him, but he pushes everyone out of the way and comes and gives gives me a hug. So that was amazing. Excellent. I really like. I know exactly what pat's capable of so like there's never any like i'm never worried about him getting hurt in his matches i'm just i just want him to execute what he's capable of so my fear comes from him like getting like stuck in bottom side control or finished on ot ride time but there's positions that i know that when he's in them that no one's going to be harder on him than i am in the gym that i know he's going to get out of like there's i know he's not going ever going to get armbarred in a competition because I try to break his arm off. So I know the spots that he's good in and the spots that he has to work out of like really quick. But it was amazing. Like just, it was like a movie. I can imagine, man. And it could be made into one. I mean, you guys are just, he's just starting. I mean, I mean, I mean, let me, let me, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not in this life. You know what I mean? I see it from the outside. I mean, when I was at, you know, Enigma, do you guys are like, like just seeing you guys in action, like I didn't know what was like, what was going. And then when I'm just these these guys can like snap me in half, like in like a, <laughs> like that's what I like. I've been I'm around MMA guys all the time. You know what I mean? It's like I said, I I feel I can last like ten seconds. They might punch me in the head. I might like crush. <laughs> you guys. I mean, it's just a you know, it's instant. Like jump on a leg or something. So you guys walk into a place like when you came into Enigma, man. You guys are like the outsiders coming in people here 10th planet they're like i mean that's a big i mean there's a lot yeah. of big gyms but you hear 10th planet coming in i mean i know there's a lot of them and stuff but there's you know there's guys in there that are going to be doing some special things man and that day it was like i i i was like afraid to like kind of stand i mean chris i must say that you made me feel a little more at home man you're a very personable guy and yeah. you know but i don't know what what you know I didn't know what was in store for him. It's like once I, you know, I found out it was your kid. I said, this kid must be rolling. I mean, forget it. Like, so, well, it was funny because Pat finished his, his match in 90 seconds. And then I finished mine in 59. And I was like, man, I got, I'm like, man, I got the quickest sub. And then Dylan goes and finishes in 49. And I'm like, can you let me like, at least have a little bit of like 
time on top. Hey, dude, I mean, you're passing the torch. What am I going to say? You know what I mean? And we talked about that in, uh, in uh, you know, your uh, post-fight interview that, you know, it's more stressful coaching and stuff like that. But you're getting more used to and you're liking that side of the game. Um, Chris, if I don't, you don't mind, how old are you? I'm 34. I just turned 34 this past week. Oh, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Almost a Christmas, well, December, baby. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, they sucks on presents and shit like that because they, <laughs> they combine them and stuff. But, you know, yeah. don't let them get away with that shit, man. So, I mean, oh, my God. It's like, dude, as far as like, like the whole that Enigma thing, like that's what I, I bet to a couple more. The, the the last one that your son was in before that. Uh, the, oh, uh-huh. RCS? Yeah, RCS. well, you're going to be again uh, yep. competing. When I saw him, I mean, that made me fear him even more. A lot of people, like, everyone on your side and a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community know about him. I mean, but when he did here, people really didn't see him roll around here. He wasn't in the Enigma tournament before that, I don't think. he. I think he was supposed to get into it or a matchup didn't happen. So we really didn't see anything. All of a sudden, I see him roll. And he tears this guy's like kneecap off, basically. And like, I don't, you know, I, it was so quick. I don't know. And it was like, wow. And then you were a proud dad on, uh, I mean, this shit happens. I mean, it's jujitsu, it's tournament jujitsu. Shit happens and it's quick. I mean, but you were on the other side going, man, I'm a proud dad. Like at, on Instagram, what, you know, watching it, knowing it happened. I mean, that's what I mean by the fear. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, you guys come in, they think of it. Oh, a challenging uh, grappling. Me, as a person looking out, I'm just waiting for bones to snap and shit like that when you guys are... I mean, that's the kind of the leg lock game, and that kind of, that's what kind of makes it exciting. You know what I mean? Well, as far as, far it, as me uh, looking from the outside. I don't want to see people get hurt, but right. to see that happen is, like, amazing. It's like, wow. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's funny. At the gym, I would say, like, myself, Pat, Dylan, our instructor, Steve... No one's getting leg locked at our gym because we're so aware of what's going on. So when we come to these places like Enigma and RCS, kind of like out of the tri-state, I feel like we have a little bit of an edge with that leg lock knowledge. Kind of like we get to suck in everything from um, like Henzo's uh, New York City, like all that kind of stuff. And myself, I started in 2014. 2015 is when Gary, Tonin, Eddie Cummings, and Gordon Ryan really like came onto the scene. So like I have the like advantage of being like I've been watching those guys since I was a white belt and people coaches have been referring to them since I was like a white belt so it's like we really get to unleash our leg locks in competition because in the gym we don't really get to finish each other with them so like if you were a boxer let's say you and Pat trained together every day and every day you hit him with a right hook and he didn't get knocked out that's why I'm not scared when he's in like 50-50 in a competition like I know he's not going to get caught Guy, uh, is he too young to play a uh, uh, role for money? Like, when when does he get to start taking? Like, can you can you? No, run? he's it's he's he's good to go. Like, you won. Uh, I won when I was thirteen. I won Patty Ice Challenge. Tell him about the Patty Ice Challenge. A uh, couple, I think it was like July. And get the math right. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll slap you. July twelfth of twenty twenty. I was thirteen, and we were just like this was like during quarantine, like COVID, and we were just like. Did like a one-on-one match for money, so five, like an open challenge, like an open challenge, and everyone, anyone puts a five hundred dollar each winner gets a thousand, and uh, I had a fight 
and I beat my guy in like in three minutes, and I won a grand, but half went to him and half went to me because he. I put up the five hundred. Of course, I mean you know he. You're lucky you got the five hundred. He should have got two. <laughs> should have got two fifty. He drove you there and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So, all right. So, dude, that, th- th- I mean, I mean, you can make your own living in competition. I mean, but th- you got a gold mine there. I mean, not that, but this kid can make a living um, doing jujitsu. I mean, he's 15 years old. I mean. Yeah, that's God. my goal. My goal is that he doesn't have to spend a day in the regular work field. So I'm trying to put, I, I use him a lot when I do my private lessons. That's a big part of my income. So. I just look at I just look at it like listen, you can go spend four hours at fifteen dollars an hour at McDonald's, or you can get one private lesson and charge eighty bucks. You know, exactly. And he doesn't have any expenses right now, so hopefully he can build that up. You know, he's fifteen. By the time he's eighteen, if he has ten solid clients a week, that's good money for the year. Exactly. And when I was sp- speaking with um, um, Sean uh, uh, Sean uh, Yadimako, I had him on. Yeah. And he was, you know, I was asking him, can you make a living? Because, I mean, he's like 21 or 22 and he's traveling all over in these competitions. He goes, yeah, you can make a living. I mean, and speaking just like you, uh, seminars, um, you know, one-on-ones, uh, instructional uh, videos and stuff like that. I mean, this yeah. kid, I mean, I mean, the, the, the game, I mean, these guys learn this stuff so quick. I mean, he can, I mean, you already, I mean, imagine, I mean, this is a, he's got a full plate already. But yeah. I, like I'm seeing dollar signs, I want to mock at this kid already. I mean, come on, you know, it's already, <laughs> it's already in dad's head. He's already knows what's going on. <laughs> but as as far as you, Pat, I mean, um, like what's your goals as far as long time goals in this game? Like, what do you want to do? Your dad's an instructor and stuff like that. Um, you're starting a lot younger than him. Uh, by the time you're even like in your twenties, you're gonna be. God, you could be the next, uh, you know, Ryan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy what could come out of you. What is your long-time goals? Definitely, like, teaching in uh, 10th Planet. I'm already teaching the kids, like, classes, like, with uh, Dylan. I'm, like, a co-instructor. So, definitely, like, teaching, like, classes. Not full-time, but, like, maybe, like, once or twice a week in the gym. And definitely just, like, competing a lot for, like, money in professional tournaments. Like, who's number one, flow grappling, IBJJF, you know, like, uh, uh, like, of course, ADCC, like winning ADCC trials would be like a, a big time for me. Like what Cole, uh, Cole from uh, Art of Jiu-Jitsu is doing. He's only six. He just turned 17. And he just won ADCC trials. So definitely just like being in those top, like top people in Jiu-Jitsu like him. Now, as far as like flow combat, uh, f- uh, flow grappling, I'm sorry. Have you been on um, shows or anything like that? That eyes like that have been uh, been on you? Uh, yeah, I've been on flow grappling and uh, like Rise Invitational and UFC Fight Pass. Emerald. Emerald City. Uh, Sabatero. Yeah, Sabatero from Star Lord. And yeah, just like these big, uh, I've already been on like flow UFC. All right, so your, 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 the eyes are all over this kid. What, what what are they waiting for, Chris, out of this kid? Like, what is, what is, what is, what is, what are we waiting for out of him for this kid to explode? This is the issue that you, 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 you reach out to a black belt and you have to try to convince him that a 15-year-old blue belt's a worthy opponent, you know? So in the last month, he's beat, I don't know, five brown and black belts. 
it's really hard to convince a black belt, hey, man, take a chance. Like, this could be a big win for you because if he wins, he beat a blue belt. If he loses, he lost to a 15-year-old. So that's when those money situations come into, you know, hey, what, would you do it for 500 bucks if yeah. you put up 500 bucks each? Yeah. Or we got to enter him into brackets where they have no choice, you know? Exactly. Do you, Um. I mean, of course, I mean, God, I'd put 500 bucks on him right now. Like if you throw down in the, I, you know, against that, you know what I mean? It's like, there, there's got to be. <laughs> he gets he gets mad when I try to make bets for his uh, super fight. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, oh, really? Like going to the side? Like, <laughs> no, I put on Instagram. As soon as they post this match, I say, who wants to put up 500 bucks? <laughs> is that <laughs> Pat? Pat, do you um, do you, are you homeschool or do you get to go to school at all? I go to school uh, five days a week, uh, I... public school. All right. I mean, I mean, it must be like the you know the part of the other sea when you walk down the 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 you know the the corridor. I mean, if I I, I mean you know <laughs> jujitsu is respectful. I mean, you're not gonna throw yourself around. I know how, the, but my God, if I was your age and I was like had what you had and can do what you do, my chest would be just like people would be bouncing off the lockers because they I couldn't fit in that fucking thing. What's it like just to, you know, be where you are and just be a kid? You know, uh, I'm very like quiet during school and just like just away from people. I don't really like. I'm not really that social. When it comes to school wise, I'm just like, let me just get this over with so I can go to training. <laughs> and, yeah, like no one really does. I don't really like try to explain to people what I do on the outside. I just, just let it be. Like I just tell them I do wrestling. And it just like, I just go through the halls, like put my headphones in and just try to like block it everywhere. They're just distractions for me. Yeah, you have a mission, bro. It's to be best, you yeah. know, the best in the world at fucking, sorry, excuse me, 16 or, you know. You will be by the time you get there, my man. Um, as far as uh, training time, how much time you put in? I mean, you talked about you train, you you teach the kids and do the. When are you? You know, you're there from after school till dad drives you home at night. What, what, what's the training schedule for you? I'm probably there, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday through Friday. I'm usually there from like four thirty to four thirty, like close to five to like nine, nine ish. So like four hours a day. Four hours a day. Well, you're working too there too. I mean, um, yeah, it's not all training, teaching, yeah. drilling, rolling. Like we have a pretty, we we all align our schedules with the instructors, you know. So we all have the same days that we go hard, the same days that we drill, and the same days that we recover. So that on my recovery day, I don't have to worry about a hard round with the black belt. We have the same recovery day, same hard session, so we can all be the best for each other on those hard days. Excellent. Um, I'm gonna get back to this Instagram real quick. Um, let me get to uh, your gym Instagram here, your camp. I just want to flash through some stuff there. But Chris, you have um, you have an event coming again. Um, January 22nd. Yeah, dude. Uh, let me get to your. They don't have a poster there, but I'm gonna flash the poster there. Uh, I just want to get to a couple of things. I'm going to show you. Um, there was a cool video you guys put up about um, being open and being, I guess, on, uh, you know, how long has 10th Planet Long Island been in uh, operation? Uh, well, as 10th Planet, about three to four years. It was under another name before, but officially 10th Planet, like four years. Excellent, my man. And you've been there, God. Basically, I, uh, basically, 
three years. See, this is cool. I mean, Chris, uh, you put instructional uh, video on Instagram too, like um, some like little tidbits. Yeah, I try to do like once a week or once every couple of weeks, like uh, Thursday, Technique Thursday. I just do like a Instagram and they can drop any technique they want to learn about except fly traps and um, Rambolos. No, what's the other one? Fly trap and... Uh, Buggy chokes. Buggy chokes. <laughs> those are not allowed. I mean, except not for me at least. But any other technique except Barambolo, I'll I'll show on my Instagram. Just like a simple breakdown, like a, a one minute clip. Now, why don't you show them other locks? Or or, or or are they too rare in like their their secret weapons? Like what's up? So a buggy choke and a fly trap both happen from bottom side control. So. I tell everyone, step one of those moves is to have your guard passed. I don't let my guard get passed. Awesome. All right. So, all right. All right. We're not even going there, you motherfuckers. Die if they get there. <laughs> Die if you get there. <laughs> so, Chris, before I get to that poster about your next uh, show, because I want to give them a shout out too. Um, you guys hit basically, you know, opposite moves, but the same moves at that last Enigma tournament, right? Uh, inside heel hook and outside heel hook. Was that like a planned thing? Um, because uh, Pat went first, I do believe. Yeah. And he got a quick quick sub against a, a dude that was in the same tournament you were uh, for the uh, RCS, uh, what, like three weeks earlier when, you know, you had that. Before. Yeah, what, a week before. That guy was like, knee riding everyone in the tournament it was like he was he was on your guys i don't remember the other dude that you have a bag of donuts guy and and a, a bigger guy and he was getting he was getting his, the bigger guys dominated the dominator was getting his fucking cheeks ridden with the guy's kneecap i was like Look at, but he was, I mean, the dominator, I have to say, that guy's, a, he's a scrappy motherfucker. That guy is a, he, he submitted bag of donuts. It was like fucking this guy. And then he lasted, he lasted with the knee ride guy that was pissing me. Even, I mean, the guy was so calm. It just felt like he was like fucking, you know, just knee riding everyone. It was bizarre. And then I'm like, your son goes against him the next day, you know, a week later and he almost tears the guys, you know, not almost. I mean, it was the guy knew. <sighs> Fuck that, ain't, you know, I ain't letting the same thing happen to me. <laughs> happened the week before. <laughs> and my God, he submits the guy in like friggin' two seconds. Uh, you know, Chris, what's going through your head? Pressure. My son just submitted this guy. Um, you know, I got um, Zach coming in, who's no, you know, no slouch. You know, he's been not a, at all. He's been a Actually, lot. Actually, at the, at the last Enigma, I, I had no idea who Zach was. And then he won. The last enigma and OT, and I just went up to him. I said, "Hey, man, that was a great match. You should come down and train sometime." And then two, three weeks later, I find out that's who I'm fighting. So that was kind of weird, you know, like having to fight someone that I feel friendly with. But as in, as like in terms of the submissions, like I, like I said, when I started learning leg locks, the outside heel hook was the one that was like Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan, and Eddie Cummings were all using. So efficiently, that's what most people were learning off the bat. So I learned I learned an outside heel hook my first day in training. Now, Pat, he started as seven years old. By the time he started learning leg locks and applying them, there were so many more uh, systems, like intricate systems. So he has more of a new school jiu-jitsu uh, leg lock game with the 50-50 and the backside stuff. And I like my old school stuff, regular outside heel hooks and um, 
Honey Hole, Double Trouble, like that kind of stuff. So I love those names. Like it just. I mean, (laughs) we basically both finished what the same way we like to roll at the gym. Like those are our entries and our bread and butter stuff. Jesus. Well, Chris, let's get to this. uh, This. Let me just throw this poster up here. Um, Do you know anything about Mason Fowler? Who you're going to be rolling against? I think he was at that. The uh, last RCS tournament that um, Pat that you rolled in, uh, because I remember I announced I I had to announce him on um, I we did like a, a ten second clip like hey joining us in the audience is such and such and I think he, oh, I think he was there that day, uh, so you know he he was he was he was he was at least present. You don't know anything about him, huh? Uh no no I know he's been doing um. So I, I learned about him on Submission Underground. He beat Craig Jones twice. Jesus. Um, yeah, he's a stud. And then um, I watched him live win trials in Jersey a couple, uh, like a month ago. He's a he's a, he's a a stud. Well, no. But, that ain't the same guy that was at that fucking talk. I apologize then, my guy. No, I, it can't be the same guy. Because, I mean, where's he from? He's from Coyotera in uh, San Diego. Oh, so they flying him in to, to roll with you? Or is he like... I'm in for pop. Oh my lord, brother! Look at you, <laughs> fucking hey, man, Who wants to throw five hundred bucks on this fucking match? <laughs> no shit, pop. Congratulations, man. They're flying someone in special with you, man. So, um, I mean, how do you prepare? Like, what goes? I mean, all right. I, I talk over everyone. I just can't shut up. When I talk to Yachty, I mean, he's. He's in competition all the time. He goes. He studies like he studies the hell out of his out of out of his, you know, his competition. Is that something you do? You study the the hell out of him. Like what goes on in your mind as far as when you know you're going against someone like this and you got a lot of time to to work on it. So I give my best A game, right? I don't plan for their A game, right? But if there's something that they're like, if you could tell me like. You know, nine out of ten times he's gonna pull guard into reverse Del Hiva. Obviously, I, I want to know that, but I don't want to go into the match thinking, okay, X Y Z is gonna happen because I don't want to be thinking when I do the match. You know, but I had Pat. Pat this kid's like a like a nerd with jujitsu. He has notes on everybody, so he gave me like a bunch of notes about Mason's matches. But my success has come just rolling the way I roll at the gym. So. As the fight gets closer, six weeks out, we'll have like an official fight camp schedule. We'll have drilling sessions, rolling sessions. So I'm trying to make my game the best it can be before January 22nd. But I'm going to keep in mind what his, you know, go-tos are and how can I defend them. It's kind of interesting watching him. We have a lot of similar things. He uses some rubber guard. He likes to go like legs um, off um, rubber guard like that. Um, he likes the body lock pass. He likes butterfly. So it's going to be really fun because we both have similar games. So we should know how to defend each other's stuff. And the great thing about RCS and, and Enigma as well, they're giving us 15 minutes and OT. So like in the case that it goes three overtimes, that'll be, we'll be fighting 21 minutes. So it's going to be pretty definitive at the end. Like who, who, who's the winner, you know? He comes from a he, – he excels in a rule set. Like, right now, he's the Shug champion, absolute. But they have a five-minute regulation with three rounds of OT. So you actually spend more time in OT than regulation. 15 minutes, you know, that gives plenty of time to stand, hand fight, 
get into some submission attempts. You don't have to worry about being stuck on bottom too long. You have yeah. plenty of time to recover. The top guy can't sit there and stall because, like, if I pass his guard or vice versa, I can't just hold him for 15 minutes till OT. We got, like, we got fans there. We got to put on a show, yeah, you know? exactly. So, but I really don't study my opponents. Um, the only change, like, when I fought Connor, the only change I made was not to pull guard because it was combat. Other than that, I just did my regular jiu-jitsu. Like, I want to try my best jiu-jitsu against his best jiu-jitsu. We don't even mind to go to that combat thing, man. That was like fucking, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> that shit right there, man. Because that was fucking, that was nuts, that fucking, that, that thing. Um, Pat, my friend, are you going to try, are you trying to... Are you gonna try to get on this uh the same event or are you just there? Uh, to... They got me a match, thankfully, oh, after nice. like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> How much you have to put up? How much you have to put up? <laughs> he, he's actually fighting a Kyle Terra brown belt, so it'll be the from the same school as Mason. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, th like that usually happens. They usually, you know, come and you. Br I mean, hey, we're going there. Let's let's. Yeah. Get a couple I of guys. I got like almost ten guys on coming. Oh, awesome! My God, hey, you know, you guys always come in colorful, uh, looking great in there. Dylan killing it. I mean, that guy's going. You know, you guys are submitting people like way too quick. Listen, I'm over there trying to interview somebody, and you guys are like fucking. You're off the mat in like two minutes. I'm like missing shit. <laughs> I'm like Tom DeBloss. I was freaking. I was interviewing guy. It's like a you know a once in a lifetime. I'm gonna get to talk to that guy and get out get him on camera. And then yeah. you're over there submitting fucking, you know, Zach and like two. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, I, oh, wait a minute. It was Dylan because I didn't get to interview Dylan. He submitted him too quick. So I was like, I was like in the middle with Tom. And that's when Christos uh, interviewed him. He got the best interview of the freaking day because, you know, um, it, I think that wasn't Dylan rapping or something. I don't know what the fuck he was. I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> yeah, something funny like that. <laughs> I missed it. So. With that said, a couple more things, and I'll let you go. I, I school in the morning and everything. Um, Chris, Enigma's coming back. Um, God, I don't know if it's the same the month. I, what is yeah. it? It's the 14th. It's a week before RCS. All right, so that's that's not happening this time around. If, if Christos gives me a big name, I'll make the trip. Okay, because... When you and I interviewed after, I mean, I was like, yeah. what, what's next for you? And you kind of look back at him. And I mean, you're 3-0. and oh. um, You got a, God, combat jiu-jitsu win in there too. You got a win against Connor. Two wins against Connor, who hadn't lost a, a, a jiu-jitsu match in years. And then you just submitted Zach in like, in no time. Like, what, what's being t spoken about as far as uh, the week before? So... <clears throat> I don't, so I haven't spoke to Christos yet. In the past, we've talked about an 85 shot, which uh, Melanson got a sick, like, little bite on um, PJ's heel last time. So that made my uh, antennas go up. That would be a sick, uh, a sick challenge. But I'm like, I'm 196, so I can go down to 85. I can also go up to 205. And Calvin Tacey's a fucking beast. Like, that's another sick matchup. So, I mean. Whatever. I mean, maybe we have to do a poll and see what, what people would rather see. There's options, bro. And I'll be in that poll. I'll help support that poll and throw it out there, my friend. I'll, uh, you know, I, Calvin, I've, I've interviewed, like you said, he's a, that to get back at that, like when you guys enter a room, 
like now when you enter a room in New England, everyone's like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? Calvin, my God, after he like that first day, he was like submitting like people with like. He broke Placido's foot. Yeah, and, but he was like suffocating like a couple of people before that even happened. It was like, oh my God, who is this guy that just came in alone? He was just with his girlfriend or, or wife. That was it. He just comes in and like quiet all day and just starts beating yeah. everyone up. He wins a thousand fucking dollars. I didn't realize how big he was till this last event. I only knew him from Instagram and I saw him in person. I'm like, whoa. This is a big this is a big boy. Yeah, so I mean that's a great matchup right there. That was a great match too. He fought that uh the, the, the dude that it was a rubber match. He was in that crucifix, like for the I was like, Yeah, I was what, surprised. What's going and, and then when I interviewed it was funny, he goes like I'm I'm like he goes, Well, I knew he was gonna do it because he's got a ton of videos on it. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Thank God you watched him. But that was fabulous, man. I mean, just that that Enigma tournament is like for me, it's 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 like me it's got the best of the best there. You know what I mean? So to me, I see big names. I see guys that have just been at it, guys and women that are just yeah. killers out there and going to be making marks, you know, all over the world uh, someday. Or if not, they're not doing it now, man. It's just a treat for me to see that. Yeah, Christos treats us so well when we go there and the vibe there is great. Like, I love going there. So, like, I'm always going to support that tournament and whatever Christos decides, like, in terms of my matches, I'm always interested, you know? But because this one's the week before RCS, you know, if I have to skip this one and do the next one, that's fine too. But I am so appreciative of Christos. And he, he really helped us get a lot of exposure. Like, he has good cameramen. Uh, the, the website's awesome, you know. The commentary's great. So, like, it's always worth the trip up there, you know. Definitely. And that's that's definitely a big part of the game. I mean, you guys and, and, and women put a lot into it, a lot of sacrifice. And for him to kind of, you know, explain, shout it out there and give you exposure to, you know, people that haven't seen you before. I mean, it's great. I mean, he's, you guys got a record with uh, Enigma now, which is cool. I mean, he's keeping them, yeah, stat, keeping them stats and stuff like that, keeping belts, keeping rankings or wherever you are. So it's only going to yeah, grow from there. It's it's definitely going to grow from there. I love being a part of it. Whatever he needs me to do, I'm definitely there. I love talking to you guys and women after, man, because it, 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 yeah. I'm just like, you guys are like that's, some, that, that's something new. Like most events, maybe they'll interview the main event, but you guys do all the all the matches. And um, the first time, I didn't realize that we were gonna get interviewed. <laughs> so now I kind of think of like a little bit what to say because I don't want to go too much off the cuff. <laughs> no, but that's awesome, and that's that's re that's why I'm here to to yeah. help people along. I mean, you got your son there. I mean. He's got to get used to talking in front of the camera and stuff like that. He's he's probably already is now, but when he's got a goof like me, you know, interviewing a man, he, <laughs> that kid's ready for anything after that. Yeah. <laughs> so last thing I'll uh, last thing I'll, I'll let you do is, guys, is give any shout outs, any thank yous, anything you want to send out there. Where you're going to be next, as far as you, Pat, what what you you know your next tournament or anything like that. And then I'll let you get out of here, man. It's Christmas time. You guys, uh, you know, you got to do your thing. So let it shout. Um, well, first of all, my sponsors, Rubber Bones, Rash Guards, and Best Life Ever Skateboards. Super supportive. And um, Can Ambulance for recovery. Um, <laughs> nice. Those guys, like, those guys train with us, support us, um, and, like, you know, I don't, I'm not used to having sponsors that I get to be in the training room every day with, so that's awesome. Um, obviously if you're listening to this and you don't follow Tempe Long Island on Instagram, give us a follow. 
Follow my instructor, Holistic Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu, Steve Kasten. He's coming out with a BJJ Fanatics early next year. It's going to be something new that um, a new approach to lining up Jiu-Jitsu with holistic health that uh, no one's put out yet. So that's going to be awesome. And um, catch me at RCS January 22nd. If you can't be there by the pay-per-view, um, mention it. Mention me in the comments. Let let RCS know that you're watching. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Oh, don't worry. Go ahead there, Pat. Uh, same thing. My sponsors, Rubber Bones, and then uh, RCS. And I'm uh, running my own tournament in January 15th, so a couple days before RCS. It's called Tap Tournament. So Tap. follow that on IG at Tap BJJ Media. It's uh, videography, photography, clothing, and tournament. And uh, I'll be running that, and I'll be at RCS and uh, watch me break some limbs, you know. Another young entrepreneur in the making right there, man. I mean, Christos is, what, 19, 20 years old? He's running his own uh, uh, promotion. I mean, dude. You got the you got the world by the gonads, man. Take it, <laughs> take it home with you, bro. Just like you take them legs, man. Um, last thing, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Last thing, last thing, you, uh, Chris, man. You got the most H's in your last name that I've ever seen in my life. My my God, you have four H's in your whole name. Like I was, th- yep. I think of the most bizarre things, but I'm trying to, I'm spelling it out today, trying to like say it correctly and i'm like this dude's got fucking three h's in his last <laughs> name man <laughs> so and it's the easiest name to say too shigoli yep there so, you go all right my man um so any social media besides um i have your instagrams anything else you use that's about it yeah that's Happy all yeah. instagram Awesome, man. I'll follow you all. And, uh, dude, let's definitely talk. I'll see you at RCS anyway. Um, yeah. You know, and then, I, you know, we could chat again, get an interview after. I'll see your son. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll try to get to the studio, you know? Yeah. We'll de- oh, yeah. Definitely, um, you know, talk to me. We'll, we'll get it going. Yeah. All right, my guys. Hey, don't leave yet. I'm going to shut the show down and uh, say bye to you off to the side. So just okay, stay there okay. for one sec, all right? Oh, with cool. that said, The Room Podcast, we will be back next Wednesday night with... Sean Schubert, who just uh, won at Lion Fight last Friday night with uh, a, a fucking incredible uh, Ric Flair moments in Muay Thai. It was fucking nuts. The guy was throwing people around the ring. It was nuts. All right. Um, thanks, guys, but stay there. We out.